Hello, I'm Brian Foster. Today I'm talking about Spiritism. Today is Sunday, January 9th, 2022. And we are going over the Spiritist Review of 1858. We're going through, as I find the passages that are interesting, you too can find this. If you put in the Spiritist Review of 1858 slash a space, I should say, PDF, you can find a PDF version of this. And this is what I'll go over in our talk. Before I begin, I'd like to have a, a prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for everything you do for us. Thank you for the army of spirits you have that help guide us, plan our lives, plan our bodies, plans the events and the major episodes of our lives so we can learn from our past mistakes. Please help us keep an open mind. Please help us bring to our heart and to the foundation of our character to make the changes that we are here to make. Amen. So, before I begin with the Spiritist Review, I suggest you read my book that I have on the, uh, oh, hit the wrong thing, sorry. On my blog site, nwspiritism.com, it's called Spiritism 101, The Third Revelation. You can download it, it's there on the right-hand navigation side. You can download it in PDF version for free. It's also in French if you'd like to read it in French. It's also available on Kindle, paperback, and in audible format. And I have that along with my other books. But this one will be a good, you know, it's just this 100 pages introduction of Spiritism. And then if I were you, I would read the Spirits book codified by Alan Kardec in the 1850s. Now, let's start right into the uh, Spiritist Review. So the first thing we're going to go over is a moral dissertation dictated by uh, St. Louis. You know, King of France to Mr. D. Now, I didn't say the, the full name. I usually keep that secret, but we will we will go through that now. Uh, this is uh, this magazine, the uh, Spiritist Review of eighteen fifty eight, was edited by Alan Kardec. So these things were written by Alan Kardec. St. Louis had promised us a dissertation about envy to be delivered in one of the society's sessions. And this is the Spiritist Society of uh, France. Mr. D. was starting to develop his mediumship, still bearing some doubts, not related to the doctrine of which he is one of the keenest followers. Understanding it in, es in its essence, that is, from a moral point of view, but with respect to his own insipid faculty, Mr. D. then evoked St. Louis in a particular session, addressing him with the following question. Can you clarify to me my inquietude with respect to my mediumship? writing through me the dissertation you promised the society to be delivered on Tuesday, June 1st. And he got back to the answer is, yes, I will gladly do it to calm you. Then the following text was dictated. We point out the fact that Mr. D. assessed, addressed St. Louis with a sincere and pure heart without second intentions, indispensable condition to every good communication. Absolutely true. And, and I, before I carry on, let me, let me just say that Spiritism tells us that the level of the medium attracts the level of the spirit. So if Mr. D was a materialist, uh, you know, was more interested in money and possessions, St. Louis would not have addressed him or communicated to him. The lower spirit would have gladly filled those shoes, maybe, and if it, we'll have a section on this in imposter spirits, maybe have... Uh, concealed themselves as some other spirit and that's why when you have messages from mediums understand the level of the medium 
do they understand spiritism? Do they understand the spirituality? They don't have to be spiritist, but at least they have to understand what the spirit world is all about, what it means. And uh, spiritism says that mediums should not charge for their services. Okay, let me carry on. He was not taking a test. He just doubted himself and God allowed his wishes in order to give him means of becoming useful. Today, Mr. D is one of the most complete mediums, not only by his faculties to operate, but also by his aptitude to serve as an interpreter to all spirits, even those of the highest categories to easily and willingly express themselves. These are, above all, the qualities we should seek in the mediums and that can always be acquired with patience, resolve, and exercise. Mr. D did not need a lot of patience. He had goodwill and fervor added to his natural aptitude. A few days only were needed to take his faculty to the highest degree. Here is the text he received about envy. See this man? His spirit is uneasy. His earthly happiness gets to the top. He envies the gold, the luxury, the apparent of our fictitious happiness of his neighbor. His heart is devastated, his soul quietly burned by the never-ending struggle of pride, of unsatisfied vanity. He carries along a snake that he feeds and that incessantly suggests him the most fatal thoughts at all times of his miserable existence. Will I have this ecstasy, this happiness? I deserve it as much as the others. I'm a man like them. Why would I be disinherited? Now, when St. Louis says he carries along a snake, it's a metaphor is that he has uh, lower spirits around him telling him, you should be jealous of this person. You should be envious of this person. How come they have something and you don't? And that is a taxes even today. Uh, all the time, people are envy and jealous and dissatisfied if they don't have what other, someone else has. And then with our current culture and propaganda, it just amplifies that more and more. I carry on. He struggles in his impotence, victims of a horrible torture by envy. Happy still of such dismal ideas do not drive him to the borders of the abyss. Once he takes that route, he questions himself he should, if he should not take by force everything that he judges to be owed to him, if he's not going to expose the terrible evil that, evil that devours him to the eyes of everyone. So the only thing holding him back is he's afraid everyone will find out what type of person he is. I'll carry on. Had this miserable man looked only below him, we would have seen the number of those who suffer without a lament and still praise the Creator. Because disgrace is a benefit utilized by God to make the poor creature advance to his eternal throne. Do the good deeds of charity and submission, the only ones that can take you into God's dwelling, which are your happiness and the true treasure on earth. These good deeds will be your eternal delight and happiness. Envy is one of the ugliest and saddest miseries of your globe. Charity and constant demonstration of faith will eliminate all these evils, which will disappear one by one as the good men that will come after you multiply. So, that was the dissertation on envy. Now I'll go to page 169 to go about talk of the deceased. Let me go to that page. There you go. The wrapping spirit of Merzaburn. Is that the one I want? Yes, 160. Oh, here we go. Nope, sorry. Conversation from Beyond the Grave, the drummer of Berezina. 
Now, I, I pass over these some of these because they're not really pertinent to us. Some of them are pretty well dated. And I so I try to just take um, the, the gems. And, and if I encourage people who are really into spiritism, if you're not, then reading the spiritualist view is not necessary. There's pages and pages of things that are like minutes on the spiritist meetings, things like, like this that you don't really care about or need. But then there are just some, some of these little gems that are there that are extremely interesting uh, that are worth the efforts. But it all depends on you. There's nothing you have to do. Okay. This next one is Conversations Beyond, from Beyond the Grave, the drummer of Berezina. Some people met in our house with the object of verifying certain manifestations. The facts below were produced in several sessions, giving rise to the reported conversation, since it presents a great interest from the point of view of the study. The spirit manifested by raps, not by knocks with the, with the foot of the table, but inside the wood itself. The exchange of ideas between the audience and the invisible being does not leave margin to doubt with respect to the intervention of an occult intelligence. Besides the answers to several questions, sometimes by the yes, sometimes by the no, or by means of alphabetic taptology, that's where they count maybe the number of taps, that's the letter, or they have something like a Ouija board with, with uh, letters there. Uh, yeah. The raps have spontaneously played a musical march, the rhythm of an area, imitated the sounds of cannons and bayonet shots in the battlefield, the sound of the barrel or, the shoe, or of the shoemaker, echoed with remarkable accuracy, etc., then the motion of a table in its translation without any contact of the hands, as the persons who were present remained at a distance. A salad bowl placed on the table slipped in a straight line, not turning, and also without the contact of hands. The raps were equally heard in multiple pieces of the furniture in the room, sometimes simultaneously, on other occasions as if providing answers. The spirit seems to have special preference for the drumbeat as it was played every time, irrespective of a request. Instead of answering certain questions, the spirit played the general's march in the readiness tune. Once questioned about the particulars of his life, he said his name was Salima, a drummer born in Paris, who died at the age of 45. Besides the special medium of physical effects who produced the manifestation, there was an audience in excellent psychographic medium that could serve as an interpreter to the spirit. We have thus obtained more explicit answers. He confirmed in writing what he had said through tiptology with respect to his name, place, and date of birth, and date of death. The following questions were addressed to him, whose answers present several characteristic traces, confirming certain essential parts of the theory. So these are always fascinating. And when I... <clears throat> and the main thing to remember, if you're ever in a mediums meeting and you're talking to a spirit, Try to get some water. Remember, the most important thing is that spirits are not people who physically died and then became an angel and all-knowing. They are they are people who died and they don't know most of the time, not all the time, they don't know anything more than they did on earth. So sometimes they're just <coughs> as ignorant or, or nice or mean or whatever as when the spirit was on earth. So it's important that you, when you talk to spirits, in fact, a lot of this is in Alan Kardec's The Book of Medium, 
so in the case, and if your inches become a medium, that's a essential, essential reading because it tells you all different types of spirits, how spirits can fool you, and all that type of things. Okay. So let's go through and see what was psychographed uh, from the spirit. Okay. Number one, write anything, whatever you want to write to us. Ran, plan, plan, ran, plan, plan. That's interesting. So that's what he said. Maybe it's a, a, a beat of a drum. Why do you write this? <coughs> Excuse me. Because I was a drummer, he said. Did you have any instruction? He said, yes. Where did you go to school? I went to the Ignora Teens. I don't know where that is. Must be a, a school in France. Question five. You seem joyful. I am very much so, he answered. On a given occasion, you said you like to drink. Is that true? I liked every, everything that was good. Oh, and then the Ignoratines was the name adopted by the order of Saint-Jean-de-Dieu in France out of humbleness. Okay, so, oh, the ignorance. So I probably went there and learned how to, to be a drummer. Number seven, you were in the military? Of course, since I was a drummer. So here's the spirit talking to him. Under which government did you serve? Under Napoleon the Great. Now, remember, this is in the 1850s. And Napoleon, uh, if I believe Waterloo was 1814 or something like that. I'm probably off by a year or two. So Napoleon had been gone for quite a while at this moment in time. Number nine, can you cite a battle in which you participated? And the answer was the Battle of Berezina. Was it then that you died? No. Had you been to Moscow? No. Where did you die? In the snow. Oh, interesting. So didn't go to Moscow, but still died in the snow. Of course, there was many people, there were many soldiers stationed before they got to Moscow because as Napoleon advanced to Moscow, he had to fortify cities and places on the way. So we're not quite quite there. Which court did you serve? And he answered, the Marines Guard. Did you like Napoleon the Great? And he said, like us, everybody loved him, not knowing why. Did you know what happened after Napoleon's death? The answer was, after my death, I only was concerned with myself. Now, let's talk about Napoleon for a second. So what is, is speculated, and this is one thing, the spirits are like anyone else curious and want to know things beyond what they really know. They want to make conjectures is that people believe that Alexander the Great, Caesar and Napoleon were the same soul. They just reincarnated. That's why they're all military geniuses. Uh, so I thought that might be interesting. This, uh, I mean, look, this is it important? No. Is it vital to us? No. Uh, which is important, vital is the same thing. But is it interesting? Yes, because it, it is interesting to see who was born and what they became next. And usually, it, probably in between, this person was given not so great opportunities and maybe he was born like a beggar or a slave at those days. Uh, then I said, okay, here's another chance for you to be on top. And then each time he was on top, because, you know, Rome was only supposed to be the shining city on the hill as an example, not to be an empire. In the book, On the Way to the Light, Napoleon was supposed to be incarnated in France to organize France, not take over Europe, after the revolution. Because revolution, of course, went on the wrong, you know, with Robespierre, guillotine, anyone he, he wanted to, typical type 
of violent revolution. And in the book, On the Way to the Light, by the spirit of Emmanuel, they said, the spirit world said, yeah, we knew Napoleon went off the wrong track as soon as he invaded Egypt. So, I mean, he was only, he was only supposed to reorganize France and not, uh, not others. Interesting, I'd read another passage by a different spirit author, uh, Reverend, uh, Reverend Givaon, uh, talking to a different spirit. I don't remember the name of the spirit. I was talking about a, a, a man who had been reincarnated many times in Russia, and his job was to go after there's been big wars, revolution, to go clean up things and get things back to normal after the, after the big number of violence. And in fact, this spirit had been reincarnated, and it was probably in a member of the uh, directorate who was a, an organ, but I'm not sure. But he, his job was there to help clean up after the French Revolution and pave the way for Napoleon's ascent. So this shows you how the spirit world places people in parts in order then to, to make other things happen in order to, to uh, move the earth in a certain direction. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So then they have to make alternative plans. And again, this is a you know this is a, a good metaphor for our lives, right? We are given we are given pretty definite period, uh, definite a project plan, let's say a blueprint of the major events in our life, and then and of course we have free will in the fact of our choices and how we improve ourselves within those events. And again, it, it as you get higher and higher. You know, on a macro scale, as far as how the spirit world wants to move the earth, all these little little variations can add up to major detours of where uh, the earth, uh, under the leadership of Jesus Christ, where the, the spirit world wants us to go in order to improve ourselves. And as one example is Rome, where they wanted that to be an example of how, a good government because Rome had a very, uh, you know, Republican government. They had a good organization, they had good, you know, education and central, uh, uh, central important role of the family. And and then as it was written by the Spirit of Emmanuel, they said, you know, people got power hungry, money hungry, and wanted to conquer everything. And so eventually, when Christ came to Earth. He actually, the reason they said, one of the major reasons Christ came to earth was to influence the ruling classes of Rome so they could get it back on track. Again, that didn't work. In fact, Emmanuel, the spirit of Emmanuel, was a senator in Rome and wrote a great book 2,000 years ago. Get back on track, of course, they were just too much into their money and, and materialistic goods at that time. It's kind of where we are right now. Um, to heed the message. And so then they the dark ages they destroyed the roman empire and said okay no all you guys get to go back to the farm you can learn to be humble and nicer people and that's what happened and then they plan the whole uh civilization of europe and 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 that and of course then europe instead of being the colon uh, the shining continent on the hill right they became colonial powers so then Europe was was uh, on purposely practically destroyed, and it, now it's not a important global political power at all. In fact, that's what Emmanuel said, and I think the book was written 
uh, in um, the 1950s on the way to the light after going back and look. He said, yeah, no, Europe is never going to be a, a political power again. So that's what happens when you overreach, right? And so he said that, look, the, um, the uh, um, Franco-Prussian War was created for a reason. World War I was created for a reason. World War II was created for a reason. And all of it just successfully set up the next stage to bleed Europe again and again and again. This is what this is how the spirit world. This is this is to me is just fantastic. Is this is how the spirit world guides the earth. Now, they're not always plans not always going to work, but when you own the chessboard and you and the pieces you can take on and off and and they go off and you put them back on again and you've got spirits who have certain talents and predilections in certain areas and you put them in the right place you're going to get you're going to get this movement along the path that you want. It may not always work exactly, but you're getting this movement. It's going to happen. It may take longer than you want, but it's going to happen. It's just like when when they said on the Renaissance when they wanted to get the world out of the out of the dark ages, they took the spirits who had been the great craftsmen and sculptors and playwrights from Athens and they put them in a large part of Italy to really be, to be in, begin the Renaissance. So who knows who was Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, all those, all those wonderful people. Who, who were they, the, the famous sculptors and writers and, uh, of, of Athens during their, their highlight? So these are, this is how it works, right? You've got these chess pieces. You can put them on. You can take them off. You can put them on again. And... As each time they've been on, they learn more and they become just like veterans, like soldiers, right? The first time a soldier's in a battle, eh, it may not work too well, but as you, they become more and more veterans, they become more efficient and they know what to do. And the same thing with spirits. They put them in places, eh, they may fail. Next time, they don't fail. Or next time, they get better and better and better. That's how it works. That's how the spirit world, that's how under the guidance of Jesus Christ, the whole earth is being led for us to begin a plan of regeneration. Right now, a plan of atonement where we pay for past wrongs. We're being told by spiritist literature and other spiritualists who say they feel the vibration happening. Um, and then Christian uh, prophets who say they think big things are gonna happen. So again, there's not one religion or one doctrine, the spirit world communicates through a broad range of people, different things that they would understand. Uh, so that's why I, th I think these next decade or two are gonna be extremely, extremely interesting. Okay, I went off on a tangent there. Now, the question 16, have you reincarnated? And the answer is no, that's why I came to talk to you. So he died probably sometimes during the reign of Napoleon, if he died in the snow, but maybe not. And so that was, this is 1850. So let's say that's, he's, he's been in the spirit world about 20, 20 to 30 years, let's say, as, as a guest. And people ask, how many years do you, do you stay in, this, in between? And the answer can be a wide range. Now, I've heard the average is around 25 years. 
and therefore like every hundred years give or take you you have a, another physical life and that's probably average for people here on the planet of atonement to get you back in there because you got to be in school just like a kid right you can't keep a kid out of school for long because you want to, that person to keep learning same thing with us spirits when we get higher then probably the time is is longer between now in the spirit world if you're in the level of heaven you can say no i don't want to be reincarnated i want to stay here and learn what i can they will let you do that you have free will in the spirit world at that level now most people will opt to reincarnate when they can because they know they want to improve and you can't really you can but it's very difficult being in the spirit world where things are nice and you're not having any of these harsh stimuli going at you where you can't really make fundamental changes to your character it's more difficult now for those in the lower zone or the dark abyss which is a type of purgatory they're not asked they, they go okay it's time for you to be reincarnated and then they'll and as when you're in heaven you actually work with your your spiritual mentors and you plan out your life and what you want to learn and what you want to em emphasize about what you know what your characters you you want you know, you know you want to improve you work with them right so those who are probably who are are spiritual um you know let me tell you the things that are happening to you your physical body all that and like how could this happen to me and the answer is well because you planned it because <laughs> you said you needed to learn that lesson and you know you know someone robbed your car and because you robbed someone's horse and carriage before right and so it's going to happen to you so that's why you know the best thing you can do to get through this life is to have a sense of humor and you go oh what did i do because that's what my wife and i do when, when someone does something to us you know like we loan money and we'll never see that again right which of course you should never loan money because you know unless you can lose it is that you know okay well we must have done that and i, I know we have because my wife and i have been told and and i've told this before in spiritist meetings that we were in positions of power and we took advantage of others so now when it happens you know we still help whenever we can and i don't expect anything back and in fact i don't even expect gratitude uh and because you shouldn't and as just jesus said don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing so don't and be, and when that happens to you just be happy that you could help someone and know that probably what happened is that when someone helped you you were just as same as the people that you helped and just wanted more and but maybe mad at you that you couldn't give more so don't take it to heart do your do your moral duty feel good that you could give without expecting anything in return and you know that's a hard lesson you, you, at least you expect a little bit of niceness and respect but sometimes you don't even get that you just have to laugh about it and say oh god that must have been me in my past life or two okay now let me um carry on with question 17 why do you manifest through reps without uh being invoked noise is needed to the non-believer's heart if it's not been enough i'll give you more he answered number 18 have you come to rap on your own or was it another spirit that forced you and he answered i gladly came in my own there's another one who you call truth that can obligate me but i wanted to come since long ago that must have been the spirit of truth who's organized everything for the whole spiritus uh revelation the third revelation the first revelation was moses the second revelation was christ coming to earth and the third revelation is spiritism and that, that's why they the spirit world used 
Allan Kardec to encodify what was organized with the spirit of truth. Now, let me get off subject just for a, a couple of minutes. So, many people, and you see this a lot, is that they'll say, well, if it's not in the Bible, I don't, it's not true. And they believe in the absolute truth of every word in the Bible. Now, to me, why are you holding Christ and God to something they have said 2,000 years ago? Can't they tell you more? Can't more information come? And it comes all the time through mediums and Christian prophets and inspiration by wonderful writers and priests and reverends. And the answer is, what Spiritism says is that we are communicated to by the spirit world in the cultural and technological level that we can understand. Hence, the Old Testament, there were things like, go to that city and kill everyone. Now, does that sound nice? No. But what did it do? It tried to train people that you got to follow orders, right? Because that was the Or where they were motivated by what they wanted. They were like, you know, a three or four-year-old. If I want that, I'm going to take it. The second revelation, when Jesus came to earth, they said, forgive, love. Now, they said some other things that people can say, well, you know, that's kind of uh, discriminatory. Now, again, Spiritism says that the, the messages of love, charity, fraternity, and honesty are eternal in the Old and New Testaments and other writings you know, Buddha and Zoaster, um, because they're all they're all uh, people sent by Jesus to come here to help us learn. Those things are eternal, but other things were just given to the people at the time, and that if you if Jesus had come to uh, to Earth and say, "Be love everyone and don't discriminate," and you know, and then and expanded that to where we are today, no one would have listened to him. Unfortunately, that's just a truism. And that's why a lot of what he did was in parables, because he talked about reincarnation in parables. He talked about a lot of things in parables. Forgive, forgive 70 times 7. Now, forgive 70 times 7, and if people think, well, that's just on this earth. We should forgive everybody and love everybody. Yeah, that's true. But what Jesus was saying is, if you don't forgive, then and you're in conflict with somebody, because he said everything has to be paid down to the last penny, right? But that goes on over lives. That's why some people are, are being obsessed by spirits, because they did something terrible and dishonest to some spirit or spirits. And then when they're incarnated, they are, they are obsessed and bothered by these spirits who said, you did me a great injustice, and I'm going to punish you. That's why Jesus said you better forgive and don't get in the conflict because this is going to affect you for multiple lives. But he couldn't say that outward. He had to say that in parables. Okay. So it just in summary is the communication to us. It does, it, and it didn't stop with the third revelation with Ankar Kardec. There are spiritist mediums that tell us more and more. In fact, and I go over that in my books like The Spirit Realm, and there's more information, just wonderful information that I collect from Reverend Chiva Owen, Devaldo Franco, Chico Xavier, Yvonne Piera. It's just telling us more and more. Of course, not everything is revealed. We're not ready for that. 
of what the spirit world is what's the process how many what how you go through levels of 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 heaven what are you as a spirit why are you on earth right all these things are telling us we just have to listen of course it's hard in this culture because we are completely a very materialistic culture which the spirit world knew in fact one of the spirits talking to reverend g val owen said look we're in we're like this ship we're going to the pinnacle of materialism and the great battle is materialism against spiritualism but they knew we had to become materialist in order to advance our technology but that ship is is starting to turn and we will be getting to get a balance of spirituality and materialism because right now we're just you know way you know our consumerism is way off the charts but and as you can see the tiny home things and as people wanting to down you know you know not not take jobs that are going to just absorb everything they have things are changing a bit people are saying well you know i want to work on me i want to work on my spirituality i want to help people i don't want to just spend my life in pursuit of money and goods and luxury you know and be becoming envious of my of my neighbors so things are changing it's slower but i think things will come along that will speed it up because spiritists have said that the uh the transition to planet regeneration we're in this preparation stage but will really begin in the mid 2050s i think it's 2057 uh so I mean, right now I look at the world and I go, I don't see how that's going to happen. And therefore, this is just my opinion is uh, it makes me believe that these other people are saying the same type of thing is that we're being inspired to give this message and that something uh, events will happen that will cause people to have a more spiritual outlook. Uh, that's just my opinion. Okay. Uh, question 19 why you wanted to come and the answer is to communicate with you this is what i wanted but there's something blocking me i was forced to do this by a familiar spirit of the household who convinced me to become useful to the persons who would ask me questions question after 19 then such a spirit has a lot of power considering that he dominates other others more than you think and he only employs it to the good deeds so he probably didn't dominate he, he convinced me he didn't you know this higher spirit could have easily forced them by his will and that's what happens in the lower range is that spirits dominate others by their force of their will but this good spirit doesn't do that they don't violate free will but they probably communicated to this guy who's probably a lower errant spirit on the on the face of the earth said you know you really want to do this because this is helping people and this will get you higher and higher observation the familiar spirit of the house is known by the allegorical name truth circumstance that was ignored by the medium Question 20, what is it that was blocking you? I don't know. It was something that I don't understand. 21, Did you, do you find life deplorable? He says, no, nothing is deplorable to me. What a great outlook this guy has. Which do you prefer, your current existence or the earthly life? And he said, I prefer the spirit's life rather than the bodily life. And question 23, why? The answer is, we are much better off than on Earth. Earth is a pur purgatory when I was alive. I always wanted to die. Oh, the poor guy. Oops, I went too far. Sorry. Question 24. Do you suffer in your condition? No, but I'm not happy yet. 
25. Would you be glad if you had a new corporal existence? Yes, because I have to improve myself. Again, that's the key. That's why you're on earth is to improve yourself. And it doesn't mean to get become a billionaire. It doesn't mean to have a yacht. It doesn't mean to have the nicest car. It means to improve yourself, your character and your personality, to increase your charity, your fraternity, your love, your honesty, all that. That's improving yourself. It's not accumulating goods. So ignore cult, ignore uh, current culture. 26, who told you so? I know that well. 27, will you reincarnate soon? Wait, and where's the answer on that one? Oh, the answer is I don't know. I skipped that. 28, do you see other spirits around you? Yes, many. How do you know they're spirits? Among us, we see each other as we are. 30, with which appearance do you see them? By the way, spirits can be seen, but not through the eyes. Now, this, so think about when he said not through the eyes. When you pass over, you still look like who you think you look like, right? You still think you are you. Now, action, thought is action in the spirit world. And your body becomes, you know, if you're my age when you die, I'll become younger because I'll think of myself as younger. If you're younger, you may want to be in your mid-30s or 40s, right? Whatever. You might want your hair look better or you may want hair like me, right? So, but, so you appear as you think you should appear. But then he says, not through the eyes. So when these things are said, they have a lot of connotation to them. And this is why I go through in my book, The Spirit Realm, because when you think of the spirit world where thought is action, and so what are we? Are we actual physical humans? We think we look through our eyes, but instead are we, are we actually, that is the interpretation of the algorithm of the simulator we're in on the earth. And you, when you go back in the spirit world, you know that you're a, a what the spirits call a personality, which is an encapsulation of your character and personality. You're a logical construct in which you have routines, let's say, that interpret the data around you, and therefore you see with your eyes, right? It, it creates the, the images and the logical constructs that they should that that data represents and therefore you are in the spirit world you're this roaming depending on your level and your permission of your spiritual level tells you how many levels you can go high you can always go lower tells you what you can do depending on your spiritual quotient that you can roam through this rich complex data these groups of tables right if you want to call them that if you're in a computer science like I am, uh, and you can interpret, you can follow data, you can look at data, you can go to Earth, you can see people on Earth, that, uh, they think they're on Earth, and that's how this works. It doesn't mean you're this mindless robot. You are this rich character. You have been given feelings, emotions, creativity, ideas, all of this. And you've been given this because you've lived multiple, multiple lives and you've gotten all sorts of experience and you've gone through difficult trials and you're, you are just a, a complex 
piece of of logic and and created by love by the spirit world and the higher spirits that you cannot even begin to understand the amount of love and the amount of effort of training that's been put into you to become a free willed spirit and spirits tell us we are always still unique that's why we've gone through eons and eons is to make each one of us unique and we go through these tough trials and tribulations okay i'll carry on and you which appearance do you have the one i had when alive that is of a drummer and do you see the other spirits with the forms they had when alive no we only take an appearance when we are evoked besides that we see each other without a form do you see us clearly as when you were alive yes perfectly is it through the eyes that you see us? No. We have a form, but we don't have the senses. Our form is nothing but appearance, observation. The, certain, the spirits certainly have sensations as they perceive. If not, they would be inert. Their sensations, however, are not localized as when they have a body. They are inherent to their whole being. Now, there was this fascinating uh, time when a spirit was uh, taken. He, he went to heaven. And he was taken to earth. And he said, what are all these dark forms? He goes, who, who, who are these shadows on the earth? And the guy laughed. He says, you know, is it dark? Is it night here? And the guy says, okay, now you're on the other side of the veil, right? You're seeing humans as we see them. You're not seeing the human form. You're seeing their spiritual quotient their spiritual level and the darkness is that they have a low spiritual level and they're thinking thoughts that are not not productive they're thinking thoughts of oh you know can i make more money or you know can i go to that party or when's my next drink these type of thoughts you're seeing that now you'll see other humans as you go by keep looking you'll see them brighter maybe some even darker than these couple of people you're seeing this is what you see you see that person's spiritual maturity that's the spiritual truth of that person and you can read their minds right so spirits around us our thoughts go out they can read our minds they see our our spiritual level that's why when you're in a higher spiritual level and these inferior spirits come and try and give you bad ideas a lot of times they just ignore that they go i'm not gonna waste my time on that guy or that woman you know i'm gonna waste my time but if you're like this dark form appearance and they hear listen to your thoughts they go oh okay this person you know wants to go have fun at the next party i want to go along because i want to feel what it's like to drink too so I, I know this sounds doesn't this sound like i am a member of a primitive tribe and you know the cargo cult of new guinea and say oh this plane is going to give me manna from heaven and it it it, it appears to be like, you know, I'm talking all this stuff, and how can this be? How can spirits be all around us? How can there be this other world? And, but the more you look at it, and the more you understand, if, first, if you're just a complete materialist, you're going to, you're going to absolutely reject everything I'm saying. And I don't blame you. 10, 15 years ago, I wasn't a complete materialist, but I would have rejected most of what I was saying. And, but I've had experiences where I was told future in, in great specificity. And that led me to believe that, okay, if someone knows the future in great specificity, not just some, you know, you know, general thing like an, uh, a 
astrology chart, then there has to be something controlling us, something higher than us. And once you believe there's something higher than us, then you have to, then you have to, then go, it's like, okay, how does this work? And this is where spiritism gives you the logic that, okay, we're in this logical universe created by God. We don't know. And we're told we're not mature enough to understand God. We have to understand Jesus, even begin to understand God. Where thought is action. And then we, and the, the whole process start coming up. And then we're on this earth just to, to become more mature, right? We're in school. And if you pay attention and you read enough, enough uh, near-death experiences, that theme is over and over again. We're on earth to learn. We're on earth to become a better person. Whatever we do, we're just learning from it. There's, there's, no, there's no wrong or sin, as a, you know, a religious call it, that says we're in hell forever. Now, you might be in a bad place for a while, but when you reform your character and you decide, oh, this is not good, you'll be helped up. So if you really think about, okay, how can this work? You know, and when people say, oh, I'm, you know, who are religious, they think I'm going to go to heaven. Well, but what is heaven? How does heaven work? And heaven certainly isn't this, this on this cloud playing your harp forever. I mean, that would, as Spirit said in the Spirit's book, that would be hell indeed. They have no intellectual <laughs> excitement for eternity. So you have to say, how, how does this work? How can these miracles occur? Well, they're not. And Spiritism says there's no such thing as miracles. There's just things you don't understand. Okay, I'll carry on. Tell us in which location are you positively here? And the answer is near the table between you and the medium. Number 36. When you knock, are you on the table, below it, or inside the structure of the wood? And he says, I stay beside it. I don't get inside the wood. It is enough that I touch the table. How do you produce the noises that are heard? I believe it is by the concentration of our force. Number 38. Could you explain that how several all the several noises that you imitate are produced? Like, for example, the scratching. I could not describe well the nature of the noises. It is difficult to explain. I know it is strange, but I can't explain how I produce the noise that you call scratching. Number 39, could you produce the same noises with any other medium? No, there are specialties with all mediums. Not all can act like that. Number 40, do you see among us, besides the young S, the medium of physical influence by whom the spirit manifests, someone that can help produce the same effects? The answer is, at the moment, I see nobody. With him, I am well equipped to produce them. Number 41. Why with him and not someone else? Because I know him for some time, and also because he is more capable than anyone else for that kind of manifestations. Number 42. You knew him from long ago, from before the present existence? No. I know him from not long ago. I was somehow attracted to him so that he would be my instrument. So other spirits probably guided him to him so he could come to this meeting. So we could read this 150 years later. Number 43. When the table lifts up in the air without supporting, without a supporting point, who sustains it, our will, which forces it to obey us, and also the fluid that we transmit to the table. Observation. This theory supports the one we presented in issues number five and six of this review about physical manifestations. Number 44. Can you do that? I believe so. I, I will try when the medium is present at the moment he is absent. Number 45, what does it depend on? On me as I am served by the medium as an instrument. Number 46, but isn't the quality of the instrument important? Yes, 
that helps me a lot. And that's why, as, as I said today, I could not do it with others. Observation. During the session, we unsuccessfully tried to lift the table, maybe by a lack of sufficient perseverance. There was evident effort in some motion of translation without contact or imposition of the hands. Among the experiments, there was an opening of the table that was elastic. However, as it offered too much resistance to a constructive defect, it was left alone while the spirit was able to open and close another one. Number 47. Why is it that the other day the motion of the table ceased every time one of us took a touch, a torch to examine it from below? The answer is because I wanted to punish your curiosity. Number 48. Why do you in your existence of a spirit, since you certainly do not spend your time, or what do you do? Rapping. Several times I have missions to accomplish. We must obey superior orders, particularly when we have to do good deeds for the influence over the humans. Now, again, this tells you, this answer gives you the organization and hierarchy of the spirit world. You've got spirits who come to earth, kind of watch over us, right? And they'll say, okay. And then these lower spirits, like this drummer guy, says, and he wants to become a better one, but he's he's not elevated yet to heaven. He's still on earth, but he says, I want to start doing good. I go, okay, you want to do good? Start following our orders willingly. They're not going to force him. And so he's, he's given missions. He's given people to help. He's given things to do. And he and then the more he serves, the more he, he likes it, and the more he will rise one day. 49. Your earthly life, no doubt, was not exempt of faults. Do you acknowledge them now? The answer is yes. I fairly expiate them, staying stationary among the inferior spirits. I cannot purify enough until I take another body. When you knocked on another piece of furniture at the same time as the table, was that you or another spirit? It was I, was the answer. Were you alone then? No, but the task of rapping was only mine. Number 52. Did the other spirits who were around help you with something? No, not with the rapping, but with the talking. Number 53. They were not rapping spirits then. The truth only allowed me to rap. That was the house spirit, I guess. Number 54. Don't the rapping spirits sometimes gather in large numbers with the object of having more strength to produce certain phenomena? Yes, but for what I wanted to do, I was enough. In your existence as a spirit, are you always on earth? And the answer is more frequently in space. Do you sometimes go to the other world, say in other globes? And he says, not to the more perfect ones, only to the inferior world. So again, he's probably taken there. And again, this tells you about the hierarchy and the way spirits work. You can only roam to areas at your level or beneath you. He could not go to more uh, advanced worlds unless someone took him, a higher spirit took him and helped him. Number 57. Do you have fun sometimes in hearing what men do? No. However, sometimes I have pity on them. And of course, we believe, you know, oh, we'd like to see people do that and that. But then when you're in the spirit world, you really understand the spirit world. It's just like watching kids, right? Argue over marbles or arguing who is the best superhero. It becomes trivial. Number 58. Who are the ones that you preferably seek? Those that in good faith want to believe. So he really wants to help people. He's on that stage. Could you read our thoughts? No, I cannot read the thoughts as I am not perfect enough. 60. How, however, you must know our thoughts considering that you come to us. In other words, how can you know what we believe in good faith? I don't read, but I understand. So observation. Question 58. Aimed at knowing whom he would spontaneously direct his preference if it had not been evoked. As a spirit that is not much of an elevated order, he can feel forced by the evocation to come to a place that displeases him. 
On the other hand, not properly reading our thoughts, you can certainly see if the audience was meeting with a serious objective. From the nature of the questions and conversations he heard, he could judge if the audience was formed by individuals sincerely seeking enlightenment. And that's another good lesson. If you're with a group of mediums who just want to play and talk to other spirits, you're going to get that level of spirit. You're not going to get a high spirit that's going to tell you anything important. That's why you need to be trained as a medium. Have you met any of your military comrades in the spirit world? Yes, but the resistance were so different that I did not recognize them, did not recognize all of them. What made up the difference? The unhappy or happy situation of each one. What did you say in those encounters? I told them we shall rise up to God that allows it. How do you understand such a rise up to God? And the answer is each overtaken hurdle is one more step in that direction. And very true. You said you died in the snow. Do you mean you died of cold, of cold and hunger? Number 65, were you immediately aware of your new existence? No, but I was no longer cold. Have you gone back sometimes to the place where your body remained? No, it made me suffer too much. Question 67, we appreciate the exp explanations given with goodwill. They provided us with good points of observation to our own improvement in the spirit of science. The answer is I'm truly yours. Observation. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically the first sentence is good. As seen, this spirit is not very, very advanced in the spirit's hierarchy. He himself recognizes his inferiority. His knowledge is limited, but his common sense, praiseworthy feelings, and benevolence. As the spirit, his mission is very insignificant, given little duties to do. Considering that he plays the role of a rapping spirit to draw the non-believers to the faith. But as with the as with the role of the theater, he couldn't outfit he couldn't couldn't the outfit of the accomplice hide a kind heart. So again, he's learning. Okay, let me go to the next one. This is imposter spirits. So I believe this is important too, because this happens quite a lot. Uh, when mediums think they are talking to a spirit and they give a false name and um they get all excited because, first of all, people think oh, if it's a spirit, it has to be all wise and knowing. And the answer is that could be that could be furthest from the truth. And then the the medium's book it says you need to keep talking to spirits, and you'll you'll figure out eventually you'll figure out what level they're on. But it's, it will take time. Okay, let's go through this on imposter spirits. One of the hurdles presented by spiritist communications is that of imposter spirits whose identity can induce error in that under the shelter of a respectable name. They try to pass off absurdities. Now, as an example of that, I don't know how many people ever read like the book of Urantia. Very interesting. But as spiritists tell us is that it's not, it's not, there's parts of it that lead to the truth and there's some philosophical arguments in there that's good, but no, it's a, it's a spirit who's trying to pass him or herself off as wiser that they are in the higher level that they are. So here's an example of that. Okay, such a danger has been explained to us on many occasions. However, it represents nothing to those who scrutinize the form as well as the content of the language of the invisible beings to whom they enter into communication. It is not possible to repeat here what is already said in that regard. Carefully refer to what we publish in the review. We only, I'm going to skip a little bit around here. We only reproduce the following comparison, which we have mentioned somewhere else. Suppose that in the room next door you, to you, there are unknown individuals who you cannot see, although you can perfectly hear them. 
Wouldn't that be easy from their conversation to recognize if they are ignorant or scholars, decent or evil, serious or foolish, fine or rude people? Let's make another comparison without leaving our material humanity. Suppose that someone is introduced to you with a distinct scholar name. When you hear the name, you receive him with all consideration deserved by his supposed merit. But once he expresses himself as a fool, you immediately recognize it and will expel him as an imposter. The same applies to the spirits. They are recognized by their language. The language of superior spirits is always dignified and in harmony with sublime thoughts. A triviality will never blemish their purity. The grossness of the rude words is a peculiarity of the inferior spirits. All qualities and imperfections of the spirits are revealed in their language. One can then rightfully apply the statement of the celebrity writer. The style is the man. And again, this is what will happen. If you talk to a medium or if you know, you're thinking you talk to a spirit and a spirit starts giving you all these praises and says, what a wonderful person you are. And you're so intelligent. You're so beautiful. You're so smart. You're so handsome. That's not a higher spirit. What all the mediums meetings I've been in, and you know, not a huge number, but spirits will talk to you like that teacher did when you were in middle or high school. The one that that you didn't like that much because they expected you to rise and to and to use your your smartness and your capacity to improve yourself. And that's how you, they'll that's how they'll talk to you. They go, well, okay, you did okay here. But you need to work on this, and this is how this is going to work, right? They're gonna, they're gonna tell you these things. They're not gonna say, they're not gonna say, oh yeah, you know that spoon you lost is is behind the cupboard, or yeah, if you uh, if you go to this place, you can dig up gold. No, that's that's not how it's going to work. They're gonna they're gonna give you, they're gonna give you spiritually uh, important direction, and they're gonna give you suggestions. They're not gonna give you orders. So if you're getting these type of of orders that don't make sense in, in the spirit center my wife went to you could tell it was taken over by inferior spirits because the person who was the the spirit center uh president or i forgot what they call him said saying well the spirit says you can't move that chair or the spirit says you can't go and do anything to the to the uh uh to the outside yard and don't touch those flowers because only that person can touch them. That, that's nonsense. You're not going to hear that from a higher level spirit. No, it's not going to happen. And so the same thing will happen to spirit centers. They'll happen to the churches. They'll happen to the temples that some of these things could be taken over and we're a priest or a reverend or a rabbi, whatever can start thinking that they're talking to spirit and, and other people who work in within that organization can start being influenced by inferior spirits. You really have to watch out for that. And this happens. And they do this on purpose because these inferior spirits in these low regions do not want the earth to advance because when it advances, you know, when the when in the apocalypse uh, in the revelation it says there's going to be a great dividing, right? Well, the great dividing will happen but it's not going to happen within our physical site. It's going to happen in the spirit world where the inferior spirits on the earth and below will say, oh, sorry, the earth is going to a higher level. You guys can no longer be here. You're going to go somewhere else. And of course, just like when prisoners are transferred to another prison, they're not the guys in charge anymore. They're right back at the bottom of the totem pole. That's why they want to slow us down. 
Okay. These considerations are suggested to us by an article of the spiritualist de Nouveau-Orleans, December 1857. Is a conversation established through a meeting between two spirits, one identifying himself as Father Ambrose, the other as Clement Fourteenth. Father Ambrose was a respectable priest deceased in Louisiana in the last century. He was a good man of great intelligence who left a venerable memory. In this dialogue, the ridicule competes with the ignoble. So again, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but it just says that, you no, know, it's not a bunch of ridicule and, and uh, you know, he says lower class comedians that imitated the two persons would not express themselves differently. There's like buffoonery. He goes, we are convinced that the New Orleans circle where the fact took place understood it as we did. It would be an insult to doubt it. We only regret the fact that upon publishing it, they did not add the corrective observation, thus avoiding the superficial people take it by a model of serious style from beyond the grave. So again, it shows you that you cannot, you really have to analyze what you're told. So we thought that the evocation of the true and false Ambrose could offer useful material to the observations relative to imposter spirits. This is what we did, as shown by the following interview. Number one, I asked the Almighty God to allow the spirit of the true Father Ambrose to cease in Louisiana in the last century, leaving a venerable memory come to communicate with us. And he says, I am here. Number two, could you kindly tell us if it was really you and Clement Fourteenth who had the conversation reported? which we read in our last session. He goes, I am sorry for the men who fell victim of the spirits as much as I'm also sorry for those. Who who was the spirit that took your name? A tumbler. I don't know what they mean by a tumbler. Maybe like a con man. I don't know quite what that means. Meant in this is uh, in this translation. Was the interlocutor really Clement the 14th? He was a spirit similar to the one that you use my name. How could you allow such things in your name? Why have you come to expose the imposters? Because I cannot always impede that men and spirits have fun. And again, this is a lesson. People ask, how can we be allowed to think these wrong things? How come God doesn't come to earth and Jesus comes to earth and say, I'm here, everybody. Believe in me. No, that's not how the spirit world works. You're going to be allowed to be wrong until you ask specific questions and you want to know the truth. You desire to know the truth. Just like these guys. They desire to know the truth. They were told the truth. It's like the wonderful medium, uh, Edgar Casey, who was very religious, did not believe in re reincarnation. Never did the spirits who talked to him say, Edgar, you're wrong. There's reincarnation. Only after just, I don't know how many thousands of uh, messages that he got, he said, ah, you know what? I guess there's reincarnation. They let him come to that conclusion. There are prophets here you know, on YouTube and other places. Wonderful, wonderful people. And they'll come to talk about heaven but then they'll say things like you know they don't they like oh this works this is the way it works but you can tell that they weren't told everything because they don't that's not what they believe they're, they're in the christian faith they don't believe in reincarnation they believe there's angels and demons right no those angels and demons are us but they weren't told these things because they weren't ready to comprehend them so you'll have different people giving you different different uh points of view into the spirit world but we have to remember that everyone's point of view comes it comes from their own frame of reference and they can only interpret the spirit world through their frame of reference and that's why in my books uh the spirit the spirit realm i try and bring all this information from different spiritist uh mediums 
and give you what they say, and then I interpret that. So I, I'm trying to keep it so I don't have preconceived ideas of what the spirit world is. Not that I'm right. I'm just trying to do the best I can. Number six, I understand you with respect to the spirits. However, with respect to the persons who receive their words, they are serious people. They did not seek amusement. One more reason. They should, they should quickly think that such words could only be the language of spirits of mockery. Say, he's letting them learn on their own. Ah, sorry, I'm not giving you the answer to the test. That's the spirit world. It's not going to give us the answers. Why do the spirits not teach in New Orleans the principles perfectly identical to the ones taught here? Soon, the answer is, soon the doctrine that is dictated to you will serve them. There will only be one. Number eight, since this doctrine will be taught there later, it seems to us that there were, if it were immediately, it would accelerate the progress and avoid that some had harmful doubts. And there's the answer. Now, let's, let's look at this. God's predetermined designs are always impenetrable. Don't other things seem incomprehensible to us, given the means that God's employed to achieve his objectives? It is necessary that man does not get used to the distinction between the true and false, does get used to the distinction. Not everyone can receive light from the same beam without being obfuscated. So he's gonna, we're going to have to learn how to discern on our own. We're going to have to study and think about and analyze ourselves in the spirit world in order to be discerning and understand the spirit world. Would you kindly give us your opinion about reincarnation? And this is what he said. The spirits are created ignorant and imperfect. One incarnation only would not suffice to learn everything. It is, necessarily, it is necessary that they reincarnate to enjoy the happiness that God reserves to them. Number 10, does reincarnation take place on earth only or in the other globes? The answer is reincarnation happens to the progress of the spirit in worlds more or less perfect worlds. This did not answer if it can happen on earth. Yes, it can happen on earth. And if the spirit asks for it as a mission, he'll have more merit than if he asks to advance more rapidly in more perfect worlds. We ask the Almighty God, in question 12, to allow the spirit who took the name of Father Ambrose to come to communicate with us. I am here, but don't you confuse me with someone else. Are you really Father Ambrose? The question, in the name of God, I conjure you to tell the truth. That, that would have no effect, really. No, he's not Father Ambrose. What do you think about what you said in his name? I think the same as those who heard me all who heard me also thought. Why have you used a respectful name to say such foolish things? And here's his answer. Names are nothing. This is the inferior spirit talking now. The real father's letting this other guy talk. Names are nothing to our eyes. The works are everything. Since they could see what I really was by what I said, I did not give importance to the substitution of the name. Or question 16. Why did why don't you sustain the imposture in our presence? The answer is because my language is a keystone by which you cannot be mistaken. Observation. We are told several times that the imposter of certain spirits is a trial to our judgmental capacity. It is a kind of temptation allowed by God so that, as Father Ambrose said, man may get used to distinguishing the true from the false. Absolutely. We're not going to be given the answers. We're going to have to intellectually decide for ourselves. If you think beyond earth is easy, you know, why Why would it be any easier than when you went to school and for some reason, I don't know why, the teacher didn't give you the answers that are, take this test, question, question seven, the answer is B. No, a good teacher is not going to do that. It's going to make you work. The spirit world makes us work. Sorry. What do you think about your partner, Clement the 14th? He is not more deserving than I. Both need indulgence. So she's like, oh, we're sorry. You know, we got caught. 
Number 18, in the name of Almighty God, I ask you that he may come. I am here since the time the fault Father Ambrose arrived. But he's there too. The spirits know that he'd be called. Why have you abused this credulity of respectable people to give a false idea of the spiritist doctrine? The answer is, why are we inclined to error? Why aren't we perfect? So he's being a little bit sarcastic. Goes, why aren't we perfect? Okay, so yeah, that's a good answer. Don't, didn't you think, both of you, that one day your deception would be discovered, that the true Father Ambrose and Clement Fourteenth would not express themselves like you? The answer is, the deceptions were already known and punished by the one who created us. So, right, this immediate. Do you belong to the same class as the rapping spirits? No, since logic is still necessary to do what we did in New Orleans. So they're a little bit more intelligent. 22. This is a question to the true Father Ambrose. Do these imposters see you here? Yes, and they suffer with my presence. Yeah, they suffer because their conscience, which is with us all the time, says, eh, what you did was not too bright. 23, are they errant or reincarnated? Errant, they would not be sufficiently perfect to such a detachment in case they were incarnated. 24, how about you, Father Ambrose? What is your state? Incarnated in the happy and unknown world to you. It's on another whole planet. 25, we thank you for the clarifications that you have kindly given us. Would you kindly return on other occasions, bringing us good words and leaving an essay which could show the difference between your style and of the one who sold your name? He goes, I am with those who seek the good in the truth. So that is all we have today. And um, again, I want to thank everyone for, for being here. And if, if you'd like to learn more about the spirit world, I, I suggest my book, The Spirit Realm, Spiritism Revealed the Reality of Existence. I've written, this is my 15th book. I've written 14 books, and I go deeper in the subjects. But this is the one I kind of created. It's kind of an overview of the spirit realm, the physical realm, the attributes of the spirit, how you can ascend on earth, how you can ascend as a spirit. It, it, it tries to explain the world as, as the spirits have tried to tell us. And it is so different that we what we have learned in Sunday school and church or wherever religious organization you have, it, it reveals, it exposes what heaven is, what the lower zones are. Um, and, you know, if you're interested, fine. This, and this is what Spirit says. And if you're not, and you don't believe it, that's fine too. At some, at some day, these things will be revealed to you. There's no harm, right? It, it, all, the only thing that you that is done that is is not so good i would say or not so efficient is that if you do not read and study about spiritism and the spirit world in general you just slow down your progress because the more you understand of who you are what part you play how you can succeed when you pass over the the higher you will rise the more efficient you rise you'll know what to prioritize but if you don't you'll learn no, you know, not not the biggest deal in the world. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Spirits love you, and you will you will um, ascend at this at the pace that you dictate. Anyway, I want to say thanks everyone for listening today, and uh, please subscribe, hit the bell, and because that will let you know because I do live streams Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays. God bless everyone.